This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, November 22nd, 2015. Truths that transform, it's better to give than get. Good morning. We are so honored to be a part of this church. This is an awesome church. What happened here yesterday in our community to share God's love in a practical way was incredible. As we were walking along the parade route, I, um, we were handing out flyers and it was highlighting our children's ministry. And I saw people like actually reading it, not just like, and I heard somebody say, just show up, that's what's on here. I'm like, yes, that is who we are. Just show up because there's an important message and it's all about Jesus. Thank you for being a part of yesterday, but actually just being a part of this place because God's calling each one of us to connect people with Jesus and the life he offers, and that is a high calling and a high responsibility for all of us. So, um, anyway, I'm Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? God, thank you so much for the opportunity to be a light in the community. We pray for all the seeds that were sown, and, and you know all about that, Lord, and it's just our responsibility to sow the seeds. Thank you for this church, for our mission to connect people with Jesus and that life he offers, a life of love and forgiveness and, and service and prayer and all that. Lord, open our hearts today that we might hear your message and be changed and transformed by this truth that we speak of today. We pray this in your name. And everybody gathered said, Amen. Amen. And so we continue our series that focuses on biblical truths that transform our lives. This morning, we're considering the idea it's better to give than to get. So the bottom line is this. We are all born selfish. Hate to tell you that, but we all know it. If, uh, Is there an amen anywhere on yeah. that one? You know, it starts at the moment of birth where uh, we're born, and it doesn't matter if uh, we're hungry at 3 o'clock. We squawk and cry about that. Even if we had done that at 1 a.m. Or, or 5 a.m., you know, we are born selfish. And um, we had a great uh, experience last weekend where we had our granddaughter Harper with us for the weekend and you know I just wanted to say she's you know, three so she's three and you know she did not want to sleep in the little makeshift bed that we had created for her on, the on floor. our floor and so um, she wanted to sleep in the bed with me no, actually, the first night was just, you weren't even there. I wasn't even there. just in the bed. bed. So, um, My side. Guess who, <laughs> guess who slept on the couch? <laughs> Two nights. Two nights. Two nights. But you know, and Harper was fully content. She, she was, thought it was great. She was very, very content. She thought that was normal. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, baby, three-year-old, how many times have we settled arguments about sharing with young, with kids? Over and over and over again. And then when we're adults, we continue to have this little piece of selfishness that I think has been curtailed a bit because our parents and others have taught us about it, but we still tend to have uh, that. Arguments about sharing. Arguments <laughs> about sharing. How appropriate is that Christmas is just around the corner, you know, the season of giving, right? The, of thinking of others. And, and yet even at this time of year, we make our own Christmas list, don't we, that we hope to receive. We, we give, but we also like to receive. Uh, um, I, remember as, <laughs> I remember when I was, I don't know, six or seven, this became the joke of the family because I knew, I knew the church line. I was in church. I knew it's better to give than receive. But my spin on that was it's better to get than give, you know. And with time, I guess, I think I grew out of that with time, hopefully, yeah. Um, but say even during that season of giving, we still like to receive, don't we? Sure. Yeah. Well, where does all this come from, anyway? Better to... Wow. That's a new sound. <laughs> that is a new sound, isn't it? Wow, that's cool. Okay, so where does this idea come from? This idea of it's better to um, receive, or better to give than receive. Oh my goodness. All right. Better to hear a train. Yeah. It's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. There are lots of examples, but we'd like to pull one out. Acts chapter 10. Acts is um, the story of Paul and the spread of Christianity across the land. And at this point, we meet the Apostle Paul, who's a church planter, and he is uh, getting ready. He's saying goodbye to the elders of the church uh, that he started in a place called Ephesus. Ephesus is in Greece. He's heading for Jerusalem, and he's really not sure what's going to happen. In fact, he's afraid for his life because people did not like the fact that Paul was spreading Christianity throughout the land. But what he knows for sure is that he will never see the people uh, that he's saying goodbye to again. At this point in chapter 10 of Acts, he's offering words of encouragement to the people, telling them to be careful. Because once he's gone, he said, vicious wolves will show up to distort the truth. Say truth. Truth. Distort the truth that he has shared with them. And so um, he said that these vicious wolves would lead these disciples away from Christ. He also goes on to say that money and possessions have meant very little to him and that he's always earned his way with his very own hands. And Paul finishes this by saying this. In everything I did, I showed you that by this kind of hard work, we must help the weak, remembering the words the Lord Jesus himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Or, as Eugene Peterson paraphrases in the message, you're far happier giving than getting. More blessed to give than to receive. You're far happier giving than getting. That's what this uh, says. So let me ask you, is that your experience? Is that your experience? Do you feel better when you give 
than when you receive? Are you happier giving than getting? Scientific research shows us that we are happier giving than getting. Check this out. James Randerson, who was the science correspondent for an internet publication called The Guardian, he, uh, he uh, in the March 20th, 2008 issue, shared some interesting result, uh, research results. The article began by sharing that it's often said that money can't buy happiness, but that scientists now say that it truly can if we spend the money on somebody else. It seems that giving to charity or buying presents for family or friends is the secret to contentment. Michael Norton, a professor at the Harvard Business School, and some colleagues questioned 632 Americans about how much they earned and how they spent their money. They also asked them to rate how happy they were. They found that regardless of the income level, the people who spend money on others reported greater happiness, while those who spent more on themselves did not. So that's the first study. The second study that we want to share is that um, they questioned 16 employees in line for a company bonus ranging between $3,000 to $6,000. They asked about their happiness before and six to eight weeks after the bonus and how they spent the money. The size of the bonus did not determine the, how much happiness grew. That's interesting. Instead, the amount spent on others or given to charity was correlated with how much individuals' happiness levels had risen. And then in a third experiment, researchers gave volunteers either $5 or $20, and they asked them to spend the money sometime that day before the end of the day, before 5 o'clock. Half were told to spend it on themselves. Half were told to spend it on somebody else. Those who spent their money on others reported feeling happier than those who spent the money on themselves. All right, so scientific research uh, shows us that we feel better when we give than when we receive. We find joy in being generous. Joy in generosity. You know, that's because in, there's this thing way inside of us, and we might not really realize this um, initially, but it's because God is so generous with us. God is a generous God. Uh, perhaps being born with the spirit of generosity that we speak of today has everything to do with, with being created in God's image, which we talked about last week. So generosity is a piece of being created in God's image. So with the spirit of generosity, when it's activated, like when the spark goes, and, and we are able to give joyfully, we share in the joy of the Lord. And we are so blessed. Mm. Being blessed, we're reminded of what we find in the third chapter of the book of Malachi, in which God speaks through Malachi, a prophet of the Lord. And he tells the people, God tells the people through Malachi, that they are robbing him because they're not bringing the full tithe, the full 10% of their harvest, 
into God's storehouse. God wanted that in so they could share it with, with those who were in need. God tells the people to test him in this. And I think this was the only place in Scripture you'll find God saying, test me. Test me in this, God says, that if you bring the full tithe, you'll see that I will open the floodgates of heaven. A floodgate holds back a flood. If you're going to open the floodgate, you're going to get flooded. In this, gate, in this case, God says you'll be flooded with so much blessing that you won't have room to store it. The people we know who tithe are blessed. I know that we are. Since we started tithing, which is taking uh, the top 10% of our income and giving it to God, because it's all God's anyway, it was like I still remember the time when it kind of clicked in a big way that, wow, God, you are so generous. I get 90% and you're only asking for 10. I mean, that blew my mind, but it gave us the, the reality that it's all God's and that God just wants our obedience to give God back part of, God's part of what God gives us. So the top 10% to the church is the tithe, but it's more than just the tithe. That's just the beginning. Now, sometimes we think, oh, I'm done. That's the end point. That's the beginning point God calls us to because it's an overall attitude of giving, a, a life of sharing. It's developing in our homes and in our churches, just in our lives, a culture of generosity. And this understanding, and this understanding the importance of giving, of sharing with others, it's not a new thing. John Bunyan, who was a, a Baptist preacher, but he's better known from back in the 1600s, he's better known for writing the book The Pilgrim's Progress, a Christian allegory. Maybe you've heard of it. I was an English major. That's why I heard of it. Pilgrim's Progress, back in 1600. This is what he said, a quote from that book. You have not lived today until you have done something for someone who can never repay you. Someone who can't repay you. Maybe they don't have the means or... Um, or maybe they don't even know who you are because you gave anonymously. But to be able to give without any expectation of return, and that would even include not even expecting a thank you. It's tough to do, but that's pure giving. No, no expectation at all. That, that's a generous spirit, and that's the kind of spirit God calls us to. Back to the Bible, Paul writes in his letter to uh, Corinth, Corinth is also in Greece, Paul is encouraging a spirit of generosity. And Paul writes this, remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion. Say the rest with me. For God loves a cheerful giver. So that's where we get that expression, you reap what you sow. And also, God loves a cheerful giver. It's because a cheerful giver has realized that it's better to give than to get. And that's a transforming truth. 
It transforms. It, it will change your life. When we're able to faithfully, cheerfully, unselfishly give, we realize an attitude of giving when we're part of a culture of generosity, our lives are different. When we're able to focus on the needs of those around us as much or more than the needs of ourselves, our lives are going to be different. When we're able to not only bring the tithe into the storehouse or nowadays the church house, but we're able to go over and above this as we care for our neighbor as ourself, our lives are going to be different. It's what Winston Churchill was talking about when he said this. He said, we make a living by what we get, but we make a life by what we give. That's what so many of you are doing. It's what you're doing every day. It's what you do here at Connection. We see it all over the place. Did you know, Connection Church, that Operation Christmas Child, we've been talking about that for, for months. Last year, we were so excited because we sent 614 boxes overseas to bless children. We are humbled to share with you 1,010 boxes. 1,010 boxes sent to children. It's the only Christmas gift they'll get. But even more important, the gospel, the message of Jesus Christ in their own language, that's the whole, that's the real point of Operation Christmas Child. Thank you. Thank you. We see it all over the place. Uh, buying blankets for Koshi, kids who are, are cold over in India. Adopting families here um, in our surrounding area. There are two trees out there. Please, please take a mitten or an envelope off the tree to provide Christmas for people who don't have it. Um, we are uh, made a decision that we're going to live this out. So we have five grandchildren. We're taking from the pot that we would normally give, and we're going to give them a little box that says this is for another child. Uh, now our one-year-old granddaughter might not get it, but our seven, six, five, and three-year-old might get it. So uh, we're They're going to realize that. just how generous they are. And then <laughs> our adult kids, <laughs> we have four biologicals and three in love. <laughs> Guess what, guys? You're giving a blanket. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas <laughs> to India. And that's going to come directly out of their little portion that we're going to use for Christmas. So that's how we can live that out living generously. We hear stories all the time of a generous connection church, especially when it comes to the NOW campaign. The NOW campaign has to do with setting funds aside for our new church home up on 301. Some of you postponed vacations and instead gave the money to the campaign. Not for you, but for future generations. That's what's being generous. It's not for us. It's although I hope we get to enjoy it, but it's for future generations where we can have a place for mission and ministry in our surrounding area. Some of you took dollars from your retirement plans. Some of you cashed in stock 
Some of you sold valuable collections. Some of you borrowed against your home. Some of you are working extra shifts and putting that money in. Some of you are giving up uh, that special cup of coffee and instead giving that to the NOW campaign. Thank you. That's a generous spirit so that we can build, we can be a part of God's kingdom and building that up for future generations to get connected with Jesus and the life he offers. So the question is this, if, if, if giving makes us so, so doggone happy, why doesn't everybody do it? Or why do we sporadically do it? Or why do we reluctantly do it? Well, for one thing, most of us aren't truly aware of what makes us happy. It's easy to let the marketplace dictate enjoyment, and all too often we're told that what makes us happy is what we get for ourselves through the advertisements and through the manufacturers. What we buy, what we acquire, will make us happy. <laughs> we live in a culture that centers on me, and so we assume that happiness is based on what I get. It's interesting, since everything we've talked about this morning points away from that being the truth. In addition, our culture is such that many of us are living right up to um, our means. There's a, something out there that says that most Americans live on 105% of their income. <laughs> 105% of their income. I mean, let that one sink in. That's really tough. There is no margin to be generous with that. It's hard to give when we're living right up past. to past <laughs> the ceiling. And so we want you to know that there's some help if, if that's your experience. Mike Rotina, who's our finance director, uh, part of his deal is to help us set budgets family budget. So please talk to us or to Lori and we can set you up with that. There's also a course in good financial management. God desires freedom for us. That includes financial freedom so that we can live generously because God is so generous with us. Mm. It's better to get, excuse me, it's better to give than get. Went back to seven there for a minute. Better to give than get. It's, a, it's that realization that, gosh, I've got what I need. And some others don't. It's a mindset that everything I have is God's. And then asking God what he wants me to do with his stuff. It's the idea of redirecting the resources that God has put in my hands for the benefit of somebody else. Who here has ever heard of Roberto Clemente? Famous Hall of Fame baseball player, but he was also a humanitarian, spent a lot of his off-season helping, uh, in, in, uh, helping people. Uh, one, one particular case was he was uh, chartered a, a flight, chartered a plane, which he was on to help some earthquake victims uh, in uh, Nicaragua. 1972, December the 31st, New Year's Eve. That's how, where his party was. Unfortunately, that plane went down shortly after takeoff into the Atlantic Ocean, and so he, he died 
in the midst of a very promising Hall of Fame career, but he died on the way to helping some other people, which was so often what he did. This is what Roberto Clemente once said. He said, anytime you have an opportunity to make a difference in this world and you don't, then you are wasting your time on earth. We'd like to share a video that we found online of a, a young lady who lived what Clemente shared. She lived it out. She realized that it is indeed better to uh, give than get, who embraces this attitude of sharing and caring. We have uh, part of our core values are sharing, caring, and daring together as a community of faith. She helped, she was instrumental in creating a culture of generosity among her friends with the simple act of asking that her birthday presents be given to someone else. Take a look at this video. Well, let that sink in a little bit, huh? Kelly, fifth grade, giving up her birthday so others could have clean water. Thinking of the needs of others rather than herself. And I'm sure she's blessed. As God said in the Malachi scripture, test me in this. <laughs> well, how about if we take up the challenge? If we test God by being more generous with God's resources, the resources He shared with us, with our time, our talent, our treasure, especially if we can do it cheerfully, not, not begrudgingly. And we ask ourselves, where is it in your life that God is calling you to redirect the resources that He's put in your hands for the benefit of someone else? Where is it that you will be blessed 
Let me say that again. Where is it that you will be blessed by giving rather than getting? And here's the, here's the key question of the morning. Where does God want to transform your life? Transform your life through the biblical truth, it's better to give than to get. So we just ask it again. Where does God want to transform your life through the biblical truth, it's better to give than get? As we close our service today, we would ask you to think about that, to pray about that, and not just have it over when our song is done, but to kind of take that in, take that with you, and listen for what God would have you, would have your response be with this biblical truth that we share today. Because that's the good news of the gospel. Let's believe it. Let's live it. Amen? Let's pray. Almighty God, it is really hard to release. We, we get so caught up in mine, 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 and we forget that it's all yours, yours, yours. Help us have a generous spirit. Thank you for this church and the culture of generosity. But Lord, we can never outgive you, so help us continue to be that way. Help us be known for being generous as a church and as individuals. Lord, thank you for your generosity with us, for carrying us through the night, waking us up this morning, for giving us food and shelter. God, most of all, thank you for your generosity in giving us your son, Jesus, who came to be a demonstration of a life of giving, a life of servanthood. Thank you, Lord, for your word found in scripture. Help, uh, help all that abide in our hearts. We pray this. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And everybody gathered said, Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302 378 7692.